Welcome to Jeff in Motion. It's Friday. Um. Yep. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, my brain's a little frazzled. I uh, today I had an epiphany. Um, just a a comedy bit, and I I don't tend to write comedy bits. I don't tend to write at all. Um, all of my stuff, I, when mom, mic, no mic, open mic, tend to be off the cuff, off my head. I haven't done a, air quotes, set there in months. I haven't done one since before we left Peppers. Um, but, uh, I had, it just hit me in the shower this morning, and, uh, the shower is where ideas come from. Um, there is a direct conduit from my shower up into the heavens where my muse exists. Um, if I have a good idea, it's in the shower. Um, I don't know why, but that is, there, there's an invisible column of blinding white light that, uh, sometimes... I, I f- sometimes just hits me like a ton of bricks, and it's always in the fucking shower. Um, sometimes the inspiration takes uh, part as the idea for this podcast. Sometimes it is the idea for the podcast network. Sometimes it is comedy bits. Sometimes it is something I think will be funny to do at work. Like, uh, making a div in a website dance if you hover your mouse over it. They're not all gold. They're not all gold. Some are silver. Some are copper. Um, some are just shiny rocks. But if it's good ideas happen in the shower for me. Yeah, anyway. But I'm not going to tell you about that bit. Because, uh... Chances are, I would ruin my laughs at the open mic if I told the people that listen to this podcast, because uh, a significant portion of you go to the open mic. Um. Anyway. But yeah, I had the epiphany in the shower this morning was too busy to write it down, so I spent the last uh, 15 or 20 minutes making note of it. Um, I'd like to be able to do it without any notes, and I've got a couple weeks until the next open mic, so I might actually rehearse this. I might actually prepare and perform a bit, a comedy bit, at the next open mic. We'll see. We shall see. But I promised a topic today, and that topic was Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and uh, Dungeons and Dragons holds a very dear place in my heart and mind 
because um, actually you hold concepts in your mind. Um, you can just hold blood in your heart. But embracing Dungeons and Dragons was kind of also me embracing myself as a nerd, as someone who is nerdy. Um, it was a direct shift in my life from when I was like, I'm not a nerd, to I am a nerd, and I have nerd friends, and this is cool to me. Um, and it was, it was when I uh, played Dungeons and Dragons in high school that I kind of embraced uh, the the concept of being a nerd. Um, but Dungeons and Dragons, it's, I've got a lot of respect for that game. It's just... To me, it's unlike anything else. It's it's organized imagination. It is a chance to act, a chance to problem solve, a chance to just hang out with friends. It, it is, it's inherently social and um, I, I absolutely love it. But it has been way too long, in my opinion, since I've played as a player character. Because that is that is the real meat and potatoes of it for me. That is, I get to just solely focus on this one imaginary character, and I get to my... Dungeons & Dragons is absolutely an imagination catalyst for me. Um, it... And it makes me feel good to know that I still have imaginary juices to flow. Um, but it all started with a just a conversation at one of the open mics about how, man, I, I miss playing Dungeons and & Dragons. And uh, Emrys of the Portable Power Podcast is like, well... I've been looking to, to Game Master a game, and I was like, what? And uh, one thing led to another. And that's where I'm going to be, that's what I'm going to do tomorrow afternoon. And Oh, pardon me. Oh, excuse me. And, um, the last time I played Dungeons and Dragons, I was the the dungeon master, the game master, and I lo I do enjoy being a game master, but it can be, it is a lot of lot of work to do right, and if you want to make your own campaign and if you're following books, it's a little easier, but then it doesn't have the heart of being something you created. But it... I just... Being a player character in a Dungeons & Dragons campaign is some of the most fun I've ever had sitting in a room with friends. I, I really love it. 
And uh, this, I'm playing a new version. It is not, by definition, Dungeons and Dragons. It is Pathfinder, um, which is basically some people sat down, decided that they didn't like where Dungeons and Dragons had ended up, and they were going to go back a step and update that older version to something they liked. Um, and I don't know a lot about Pathfinder, uh, but I do know it is very, very, very similar to Dungeons and Dragons, uh, 3rd edition and 3.5 edition. So, and there's a big divide in the Dungeons and Dragons world. The 3rd edition folks and the 4th edition folks. Um, I have played both, and I enjoy both. I don't have this this hatred for fourth edition like uh, some some people seem to have. Um, it's way easier to teach to new players. Um, it is the combat is really fun. It is super tactics based. Um, a lot of movements and a lot of like. Uh, needing a battle grid and whatnot. So, that's a blast. Those are things I love about 4th edition. But uh, some of the complaints are there were too many rules. That uh, it basically, it took out some of the imagination that players liked and made it all about combat. Which I disagree with. It is up to you to use your imagination. But... I'm excited for this this new game. Um, I uh, Aislinn and I just picked up the core rule book, which is a motherfucker of a book. Um, you could you could fucking kill somebody with that. And I'm excited to pour through it and check out the the minor differences between uh, the game that I remember and the game I am about to play. But uh, our dungeon master, I'm gonna call him dungeon master. He's, it's it's probably Game Master, GM, since it's not Dungeons and Dragons, um, but he's, he's my Dungeon Master, what the fuck ever, um, and I'm playing D&D, even though I technically am not. In my head, I'm playing D&D, um, so I'm going to refer to it as D&D and not Pathfinder, because that's just how it works in my head, um, but for the very first time, uh, I had a, the uh, Emrys, our, our DM, made all the characters and then assigned them out. And that is something I've never had. And um, at first, it sounds like, well, well, you lose the fun of creating your own character. But I, I kind of like it. I like the idea of the challenge of this is what you got, make it work. And um, as I was looking over the character sheet that Emrys sent me, it, my my imagination, my brain just lit up like a fucking Christmas tree of just possibilities for character traits and um, little mannerisms and uh, goals. Um, just the character was coming to life just looking at the numbers on the on the sheet, and it just it, it reminded me of what it was really like to play early on in my uh, experience with Dungeons & Dragons, and I, it, oh, 
it's 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 a great thing and um my character is a male human witch um which I don't know how many of my 40 to 60 listeners are intimately knowledgeable of Dungeons and Dragons but a witch is a new class for Pathfinder um, imagine a a wizard and a druid had a bastard child um, it's essentially arcane magic from it's it's very much what a warlock was in uh, 4th edition but uh, they don't get the Eldritch Blast or anything along those lines It's but that's a similar concept um, the witch makes a pact with a uh, a powerful spirit or um, god or uh, what have you. There are a lot of different options. You get to pick what kind of witch you are. And I am a witch of the moon. And um, the thing is, this character was created and I picked it. Um, Emrys had two characters left. And I was like, oh, I'll take that one. Uh, had I, had Emrys created this character f- for me, I would have it feels as though it was created for me because I I have that whole I used to be a Wiccan thing, which is literally a witch of the moon. Um which I find hilarious that uh this Dungeons and Dragons character is essentially um me when I was confused about whether I was religious or not. And uh <laughs> Except it's real, and I do have magical powers. But it's if you if you're following my page a week project progress week two, I spent drawing this character, and he has a familiar, which is a little animal companion um, that you use to cast your spells, and it's an owl. And uh, just talking to Emrys, I was like, oh, you know, I didn't know, um, because the character is very, very uncharismatic, um, but exceedingly intelligent. So I imagine him as kind of like, he's also a little heavy as far as, uh, for his height. So I imagine kind of like a a dumpy, uh, wonky looking, uh, really socially awkward, but absolutely brilliant person. And I love, and um, when I'm imagining a magical owl that is accompanying that, um, it was either, I I had two options in my brain, which was either the owl's a total badass, like this big motherfucking eagle owl kind of thing, or it's an owl that matches that description, like a little screech owl. And um, talking to Emerson, he's like, oh, I had always imagined that, uh, the owl would be like a snowy owl because white, like the moon. He said that that wasn't what my brain accepted. My brain is like, oh, a barn owl because they've got the round, like, ghost moon face thing going on. And it's just, when I'm thinking about Dungeons and Dragons and that kind of thing, my imagination just overloads. And I really fucking love it. <laughs> um, 
And I don't know how many of you out there listening have played D&D. But, f- God damn it, do I... I can't just tell you to go play. Because it's not that simple. Because who you play with makes means all the difference in the world. Um, if you're playing with a group of really cool, supportive people, it, it can be the most fun. But if you're playing with a bunch of, like, selfish kind of dicky kids, it's the worst. And, um, I used to play with kids that would, uh, make, like, write secret messages to the dungeon master and, like, have secret plans to kill off other people in their party. And that's just not fun. That, like, working as a team towards a goal, be it imaginary or not, is fulfilling. And, uh, a a lot of fun. And uh, you can also get people who don't, like, respect it. And that, like, it is a game. It's meant to be fun. But it's also a game. There are rules. Like, if a Dungeon Master says something happens, you can be like, No, it doesn't. This is imaginary. I decide that this happens instead. That it's... To have a respect for the Dungeon Master and your... Uh, fellow player characters it's just it 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 um it adds to it for me it it means taking it you don't want to take it too seriously because that's no fun but to not respect that it is a game with rules um is a sign of disrespect to the other people at the table who are attempting to work towards a thing within these rules because like constraints are what unleashes your imagination like knowing things that you can't do is what makes you imagine the batshit stuff you figure out you can do well anyway I don't know if that made any sense to anyone who hasn't played D&D hell I don't know if that made sense to people who have played um but uh, this has been Jeff uh, I will check in on Monday after having played Dungeons and Dragons slash Pathfinder with my DM slash GM Emrys, and uh, 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 yes, I will. I I, I will do, do that. 